Hi, it's Eric. I produced the show. I'm here to introduce this recording of our first ever in-person live episode, which we recorded last month in Old Town, Alexandria, Virginia. It was a pretty special night for all involved, and I was really honored to be in the room. What you're about to hear isn't quite up to our usual standards for audio quality, but I did my best to make it listenable for you. Listening to the recording isn't quite as good as being there, but I still think it's worth your time. So, enjoy. Sorry, I'm never up on my mic enough. Eric doesn't want you to, uh, he wants you to not come in too hot. <laughs> We're actually recording, Eric's recording. Eric, our producer. Eric! <laughs> Welcome to Fated Mates, everyone. I'm Sarah McLean. I read romance novels and I write them. And I'm Jen Reed Romance. I'm a romance reader and editor. And you are here at our very first in person Faded Mates Live. <laughs> it's so exciting. I know. We've been just standing over here being like, look what we did. Hi. I hope you guys all made friends with the people who sit next to you. It's so nice. It is really nice. And look at it. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. This is going to be like an obstructed view situation, maybe. <laughs> I'm very emotional about it. But um, we have been at a polycon all week. Yeah. Who here has been at a polycon? Yeah. Oh, my God. There are, like, so many of you who haven't. Who of you did not come to a polycon? Wow. Oh, my God. Look. We actually deliver humans. I know. I know. From a place to a place. <laughs> It's amazing. Sarah's like, I've got to it's sit like down. It's like birth. <laughs> it's not like birth. And the reason I say From that is because to a place. I am not responsible for sending any of you to college. <laughs> Which is very real for me right now. Time. Little Romance is a nice person. Jen, you're wearing like pants. Well, you're not wearing pants, but you are wearing shoes. I'm wearing my um, Snoopy and what's her name? Lucy. Lucy. My act of like violence against her for the football thing is to never remember her name. <laughs> I'm like, Snoopy and who again? Well, Lucy. My turn. Um, we are super excited for so many reasons. Um, largely because we get to see all of your beautiful faces, or at least your eyes. <laughs> It's the best part of the face. All romance novel readers will tell you. It's true. You know, sometimes I edit and someone like, I looked into his eyes and then it goes on. And I'm like, okay, but what did you see in his eyes? What emotion were you reading? What color were they? What color were they? These are the important things we need to know. They were definitely gray. (laughs) And if it's a her, they were absolutely violet. Yes. Sure. If he was a werewolf, they were probably gold. <laughs> we know the rules. And if it was Rune Darklight. 
so this is so everybody if you haven't figured out yet this is a really cool platform i use in my classroom not to be nerdy it's called menti and what you do is if you haven't done it yet, you can join and then you'll see people's comments we've enabled comments and likes also a little cat face i'm not sure what that means but i liked it so i enabled it thank you there it is I well you know what that means some, in this room yeah that's true <laughs> All right. Yes. I just think this I'm is like... delightful. <laughs> Hello Kitty. What yes. The... Not that kind of kitty. Wait, I want to take a picture, Jen. Okay. All right. <laughs> Listen, isn't this great? I think this is nice technology. I knew you'd enjoy it. I did. Okay, uh, Sarah is now going to take a nothing. <laughs> That's the dirtiest thing I've ever said on the podcast. Um, we Sarah's going to do a. I'm going to take pictures. What's it called? Wave. I'm so proud. The panoramic. Yes. In oh. <laughs> So we are going to do a couple of questions. We're going to banter a little more. We're going to introduce our Wait, can guests. I just say, yes. the greatest joy of my life was probably this side of the auditorium, doing the Roy Kent chant. Yes. It was like, it was perfect. I felt like Hannah Waddingham. Yes, that was nice. Yeah. I feel banter. 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 Wait, what are we talking about? What are we doing? Okay. Tell everyone what they've won. I... We are going to do some giveaways tonight, so don't let me forget. Ooh, the nice people at Avon Books and several of our authors have brought books to give away because we know that that's what you want. We want books. Um, okay, people over here, if I do not look over and make eye contact with you every once in a while, just be like, Jen, and I will. Yeah. Just, we don't want just to. Just rabble rouse. Yes. We don't want you to feel left out. Um, okay, I made no cards. Look at this. They're color-coded. If you're going to ever host a podcast, do it with a teacher. Yeah. Okay. Here's one where um, this one we can all play along. She's a seven, but she's the only one immune to your powers. Oh. She's a 12,000. <laughs> That's just the rule. <laughs> the rabble rousers are taking it very seriously. <laughs> Um, so everybody knows how that game works. We're going to play some future rounds with our, our, our guests. Esteemed guests. Look at you. You've, like, made a mess here. It's like a... It's, oh, I know. It's fine. Okay. I'm fun in lots of other ways. Oh, wait. We have these cups. We do. So everybody, best friend Kelly is here in the back. She is selling lots of really cool Romance Landia stuff down there. And then Linda... Linda is also here, and she has faded made stickers. I gave her some bad directions and told her they were only coming in packs of three, and if you have the other ones and just want to buy one, she can help you out after. And then some really cool faded mates wine tumblers, which we can we made these in 2020, and then they've just lived with us in our pandemic houses. Not these, yeah, a different a different one, um, and they've been through the. Yeah. They wash many times and they're stainless steel on the inside and you can just put wine in them and go to like anything Anywhere. and no exactly. one knows. No one knows. <laughs> and so. really importantly, we don't want to take them home with us. 
yeah. we want you to take them home with you. So please consider buying some faded mates merchandise on your way out. Okay. Yeah. Are all Let's do it. They're okay. all in the bag. Adult there. juice cups. That's right. That is. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. All right. I have. There's I'm two spill questions for me and Sarah, oh. and then, and then wait. It's green. It's. <laughs> Okay. All right. This is a question we get a lot, and I thought it'd be fun to answer at the live, which is, has putting out the podcast changed the way we think about books? Yes. A thousand percent yes. Uh, I Well, it's changed the way I think about writing books, for sure. I really like it when my hero is poisoned to everyone but her. <laughs> no? Yeah. I'm just going to tell Cressley Cole jokes the whole night, and I'm going to be able to tell at the end how many of you are real listeners. Yeah. And how These many of you were dragged here by a friend? <laughs> That's how it's going to go. All of them. What um, about you, Jennifer? Yeah. No, I think I'm a far more careful reader. Um, I think I appreciate... I have always loved romance. Everyone knows that. I appreciate romance in a deeper and more wonderful way. And I also think... And this is going to be... I'm sorry, I'm not going to cry. But having listeners who feel the same way about romance and their friends... And tell us that, like, we got through this pandemic together. It means a lot to us. Yeah. So, yeah. Right? And so now... We see every tweet that you tweeted us, every Instagram message that you Instagram us. We text each other all the time about how amazing you all are. And I can't get over how many of you are in this room. Well, and I think for, you know, the books too, like now when I read something, I just think like, I can't wait to tell people about this. And it's, I have people to tell. I know. It's so nice. So So thanks for letting us come in your ear Your Oh. (laughs) Thanks for letting us hang out with you every Wednesday. That was really rude. I, I, it that, just came right into my head. I was like, Jen's left the podcast. Well, <laughs> no, sorry. All right. So let's introduce our guest. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> let's do it. We are so excited to have this crew with us. We're going to introduce them all so that they get the full superstar welcome all at once. And then we're going to play a game of musical chairs that who knows how it will go. Um, but thank you to all of you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of our lives forever. And here we go. Please welcome to the stage Andy J. Christopher. Sophie Jordan. Tracy Livesey. Kate Claiborne. Adriana Herrera. Diana Quincy. Naima Simone. And Allie Hazelwood. Every romance author should walk into a room and get that reception every time. All the time. <laughs> yay, yay, yeah. yay. Right? Just follow us around, everybody. 
So we're limited in microphones, so we're going to have to get cozy and share. But what we're going to do is play with like the front row and like sometimes the back row and sometimes everyone, and then musical chairs around. Um, all right. So we're going to start with we did the introductions, but we're going to make you all do them again because I want to talk about all of your latest releases, which you can um, now you can get downstairs. Yeah. The book department, (laughs) which is the book department. This is all the book department. It's It's true. Uh, Which is run by Old Town Books. Thank you, Old Town, for being amazing. Thank you, Old Town Books. When we were like, Old Town, we want to host an event in Alexandria with a lot of people. They were like, done. Wait, I just thought of something. I'm sorry. If you need to step out and go to the bathroom and get water, please do that. Don't worry about us. Don't feel weird about it. You're adorable. These are grown people. I know. I just feel like I have to say it because I'm really used to 13-year-olds. I'm sorry. Just I give you permission. You are grown-ups. Do what you have to do. Okay. So we agreed. You should all do that. Um, Also, um, but please, you guys, we want you to introduce yourself again and tell us about the book that's downstairs and maybe do it with a trope so that everyone knows what interstitial to listen to. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Andy J. Christopher, you're up. Hi, I'm Andy J. Christopher. I need everyone to never tell Chris Evans about the huge zit I have on my chin tonight. (laughs) Um, My latest book is Thank You, Next. It's downstairs. It's a childhood friends to frenemies to lovers um, that I poured a lot of my own personal trauma into, but I promise it's very, very funny. Sophie Jordan. Hi, I'm Sophie Jordan. Uh, The book that should be downstairs, my latest one, is The Rake Gets Ravished. Because, because yeah, he does. (laughs) And he does soon. It is my anti-slow burn. (laughs) Sometimes I love a slow burn, and sometimes I like it fast. Uh, it's, we call it a fast incendiary yes, burn. Yes. Like. So, and in three weeks. Spoiler alert up there behind you, Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie, there are a lot of eggplants behind you on the screen. I know. <laughs> oh, There's boy. nothing wrong with an eggplant. All right. Um, and in three weeks, the scoundrel falls hard, comes out, and, and he falls he hard. Also, yeah. yeah. He does, he does. That's my Lady Blacksmith book, so there you go. So. Tracy. Um, hi, uh, my name is Tracy Libacy, and I, thank you. <laughs> I am happy to be here and have Jen and Sarah play with my front row and then my back row later. <laughs> Um, You guys, my husband was like, I'd come see Faded Mate's Life, and I was like, how do you think I feel? You know what? I still can't look in that. After the daddy episode, I can't look at him (laughs) directly in the the eyes. Uh, (laughs) It says hammock back behind you, Tracy, just so you know. It is. It's good sex. Hancock is good sex. That's... Oh, it's at Hammond. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. 
anyway, um, <laughs> my latest release is American Royalty. It is a You. It's it's a royal romance and um, I guess enemies to lovers. I don't know. And there's just sex and <laughs> you know good good stuff. So, yeah. Kate Claiborne. Hi everybody. Um, I'm Kate Claiborne. The most <laughs> um, the most reserved person on this panel. <laughs> Um, and I think the two books that are here uh, are Love Lettering, um, which is Big City, Grumpy Sunshine Romance, and Love at First, which is Enemies to Lovers. And if I wrote it, it's probably a slow burn. So, <laughs> sorry, Jen. I still, I still love you. So, We're going to do the back row when we play musical chairs. Yeah. So, you want to do this? Go. No, I do. Uh, yeah. Well, but what we do want to do is point out the fact that several people on this stage are like real Faded Maids regulars who many of you have heard uh, in your ears many, many times. And we just want to honor our five timers. Our first five timer, Kate Claiborne. Number two, Adriana Herrera. And tonight we commemorate the five, the fifth time of two people, Tracy Livesey and Andy Christopher. This is your fifth episode of Fate of Mates. And you have an adorable gift in yes. your gift bags from us for being a part of all of this, because we wouldn't be here without you. So thank you, thank you. We love you guys. Okay, we're gonna play a quick round, a couple quick of these, the yellow ones. Everyone can play the yellow ones. And even the back row is gonna play, so you have to get ready. And we'll pass the mic, or you can just shout with your big voice. Yeah, it'll work out. Okay, so the way it works, remember, is we'll say, like, uh, you know, he's a 10 and he leans really nice. Right? And then. You'd say like 29 or whatever. Okay. He's a 10, but he's allergic to metal, so he has to scream whistle. <laughs> okay, that's good. All right. He's a five, but it's just in his head. He has no idea how hot he really is. One. Interesting. Okay, say more. That's annoying. I think he knows how hot he is. He knows how hot he is. Come on. He knows. No, how hot he is. no, he knows. He sees himself every day. Other people see him. They tell him. He's just doing it. You know why he's saying it. It's no. It's amazing. I thought for but sure. But what if they... he's a vampire and can't see himself in a mirror? Oh. Okay. Sure. That's true. He's, he's angel. Had, no, he's had hundreds of years of people telling him he's hot. <laughs> Okay. Anybody else want to weigh in on this? We, we, Tracy did it. Anyone in the audience want to shout out? Okay, we believe it. All right. I love I know. He's a ten, but he doesn't put his clothes in the hamper. Zero. That's a zero. That's a zero. That's a zero. He's a two. He's a two. Okay. Diana, tell us more about his two-ness. He's a two. How hard is it? He doesn't have to do the wash. He just has to throw it in the hamper. Yeah. He's a two. He's a two. But if he's a ten, he doesn't need clothes. He can just keep. 
both sides, everyone. This is the only time. The only time I want to hear anybody ever say both sides is right there. All right. Okay. Um, one more, everybody. Oh, he probably the clothes chair. God, that's so well. Okay. Ready? One more. You guys, we're going through some things. It's true. Okay, one more, and then we'll do some questions for this group. Ooh, he's an eight, but he sleeps on the floor when there's only one bed. Uh, uh, point five. Yeah. Boo. Three. No, point five. All right, Adriana, tell us more. Uh, okay, unless he's like trying to trick you to roll out of the bed and onto the floor. Oh. Oh. Protecting her. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay, a five if it's paranormal. Does she have like vertigo? <laughs> okay, maybe a five if it's paranormal because That's paranormal, like perhaps true. he's trying to protect her from like dragons or something. All right, fair. All right, that seems like a lot, but okay. No. Okay, can I revise? Yes, sure. He's Jamie Fraser, who isn't a romance hero. That is cold. That like she admit, admits it's her. She's amazing. A plus. You want to come up and be on the stage? Or a ten if he sleeps with a dagger in his hand. Yeah. 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 Protecting her from ruffians. What's happening here? My feet are there, no, I'm sorry. He's a he's a four. If, I mean, here's the thing. If there's only one bed, I'm expecting to get laid. <laughs> one of you is the person who Instagrammed us about working at a hotel and how only one bed is like basically impossible because most hotel room- are you here? Is that person here? Okay. One of our magnificent readers or listeners came to us to tell us that only one bed is basically like an impossibility now because the hotel, because hotels. So eat the rich. I don't know. <laughs> Smash the patriarchy down with capitalism. Okay. Is this our first question? Sure. Why not? Or this one? Yeah. No. Oh, no. Let's do that one first. Okay. Let's do that one first. Yeah. Do that one first. Okay. Sorry. We had to consult. Okay. Um, this is our question for like our first row panelists. I promise. Look over here. To the, look at these people. Oh, well, sorry. Hi, everybody. Thank you. We love you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what was your first romance and how have you changed as a reader since then? First row. Anybody? Any order, really? Uh, my first romance was Jenny Cruzy's Bet Me. Um, and is this is me? It? Is it me doing this? I don't know. Anyway, Eric, who is um, it? Eric says, keep going. I, I would just say that since I have read that, thanks largely to you, I have read many things <laughs> I never thought I would hear or know about. <laughs> We're going to confess something with Kate, I think. Sorry, Kate, we're doing it. Okay. We have a text thread, and my favorite thing about our text thread is that periodically Jen or I will talk about a book we're reading, and we will say, this is not for Kate, all caps, not capital M, capital M, capital K, TM, not for Kate. Yeah, and like every, like this is the story of my life, like every once in a while, because I've always wanted to be like at the cool table. I'll be like, no, I'm going to try it. And then I'll get it, and I'll be like, you guys, that wasn't for me. <laughs> That was not for me. We told you. 
question for you. Is that like Prince William and Pegging? Not for that's not for Kate. That is not I can Kate. Not for Kate. Yeah. Not for Kate. Um, I don't remember the name of my first romance book. I know it was delivered to me as if it was drugs. Um, <laughs> it was it was suggested by an older woman that I try it. And I was trusting, and I said, sure, why not? Um, and I've read that book. <laughs> Did you read that there? book? Yes. And it was marvelous, and there was, like, kissing and sex and hunky men, and I was forever changed. And nothing has changed. I just read it all, um, love it all, all the time. It's my life. Mine was one I stole off my grandmother's nightstand, like so many of us. And I can't also remember the title or the author, but I remember the premise because it was bonkers. <laughs> Y'all do. <laughs> and um, the premise the hero and the heroine were fleeing like the French Revolution and they hid in the floorboards of a house. And that's. That's where they did it. I think I, I mean, read that. That's, I mean, it Forced stretches proximity. the imagination, and it was bonkers, and I'll never forget that. And I'm all, everything has to be bonkers like that. Like, I don't even know what said they stole it from the library and didn't return afterwards. You're the real hero. <laughs> remember my first romance novel that I read, but it was in a bag of Harlequin romance novels and Harlequin Presents that my grandmother had in the closet. Anyway, long story short, there was topless kissing in that book. <laughs> and uh, nothing for me has changed as a romance writer, reader since. I'm always looking for the, for the, for the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. What about you guys? Who's got a first? Yes. Hey. Oh yeah! Whoa! Right hot. into the deep end with J.R. Ward and the Black Daggers. What? Anybody else? Uh, it was actually the campus in Elizabeth Phillips. Oh. My dad was the one who bought it when I was fourteen. He bought it for me. Nice. Give it up for her dad. Tell everyone. A uh, matchmaker. He is a the greatest sports agent of all time, and he hires her to find her the perfect woman. But she's too chaotic. It couldn't be her. <laughs> oh, by the way, this year I reread every single book by Susan Elizabeth Phillips, and it's the greatest gift that I gave myself in 2022. <laughs> Should we do the back row right now? Yeah, let's do it. Hi, I'm Adriana Herrera. I write romance. And my latest book, which is downstairs, is A Caribbean Heiress in Paris, which is a historical romance set in 1889 in the Paris World's Fair. And it's um, Luz Alana, who is a rum distiller trying to sell rum in Paris. It's not going well. She meets a dude. Our sex is on this. He's an earl. It's got a heavy dose of marriage of convenience, a dash of slow burn. Would we say slow burn? But it does have light kidnapping and just a sprinkle of a finger bang in the Eiffel Tower. I'm Diana Quincy, 
who goes undercover as a footman um, in the home of a map maker he thinks has cheated him out of his land and the map maker is turns out to be the lady so of the house and not the man of the house so it's I guess uh, secret identity fish out of water and slow burn and also my characters in this series are um, of Arab origin so Hi, uh, it's so cool to be here, first of all, and then uh, my name is Ali Hazelwood, and uh, I think my book that is downstairs is The Love Hypothesis. I, it can only be The Love Hypothesis, because it's my only book. Um, so if there is a book, it's The Love Hypothesis, and it's a fake dating contemporary romance about... Um, it, it sounds more controversial than it actually is when you read it. Like, it's, it's a PhD student who ends up fake dating a professor in her department. I know it sounds really weird, but I promise uh, it's not as... Um, that's it, right? Yeah. Okay. You forgot to say you're married to a This week's episode of Faded Mates is sponsored by Fox and Wit, a book subscription company. Fox and Wit has just recently launched a branded book box gen called Foxglove, which is their adult romance box and highlights heart-stopping romances that bring the steam. Okay, that's very clever. Heart-stopping. I love it. Foxglove. Glove, I know. Ooh, there it is. I know. You've read a lot of historicals. Foxglove's first featured title is Before I Let Go by Faded Mates Fave. Kennedy Ryan. And what's cool about this box is that the book will come signed with a book plate, a letter from Kennedy, and an exclusive illustrated outer jacket cover approved by Kennedy herself. If you have not yet heard about Before I Let Go, let me tell you, you're going to love this. It is a really angsty, emotional, romantic journey between Yasmin and her ex-husband, Josiah. They were happily married. They, like, some, like, big things went wrong, and they felt like they had no choice but to divorce. But then, a couple years later, there's a forbidden kiss, and all of a sudden, they realize maybe they are in, in a different and new place and can be back together again. So, you are going to love getting this really cool special edition in a book subscription box that is all about heart-stopping romance. You can pre-order the Foxglove Before I Let Go special edition book box at foxandwit.com. Links are in show notes to get you directly to the proper link. This book will ship in November, at the end of November, just in time for holidays. We love Kennedy here, and so that's a great holiday gift. But you have to pre-order by September 11th. So get on it, everyone. This is great. It's a really great opportunity. Thanks, as always, to Fox and Wit and Kennedy Ryan for sponsoring the show. Downstairs is uh, with love from Rose Ben, I think. And like I tell people, please don't let that covered bridge fool. There is sex in there. <laughs> 
You can curse, Naima. Yeah, it's fine. He's like, get the fuck off my lawn. And she's like, how are you doing? So, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Damn. He's like, get off my lawn. And she's like, you're an asshole. And it's love. It's like happening. <laughs> so uh, do I answer my favorite? My, so my first romance was, I, I'll just say the first romance that kind of like imprinted on me, because it's the one I remember. It was Virgin, Virginia Henley, and it was the hawk and the dove. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is the most alpha, alpha's alpha that ever lived. And I'm pretty sure there was a consent issue in that. But so I think there was. <laughs> you think? I'm all. So that's yeah. what I've learned about my romance since then, but I still love, love, love that book. We yeah. had a plan to do a Virginia Henley book, and Sarah was like, don't worry, I've read it a million times. And, I have. and then I read it, and I was like, Sarah. <laughs> and then I read it, and I was like, Sarah? <laughs> It, it was a lot. I can't remember now. I blocked it all out, just like all the bad things. Wait, I only wait. remember good ones. Jen, here's the thing that we didn't do that we should have done, which is? is there were two people who spoke and one person who admitted that Jamie Fraser is not a romance yeah. hero. We have some And giveaways. we have things for people who talk. Yeah. So um, would you like an arc of Lenora Bell's new book? Okay. Where's Black Dagger And would you like an arc of Heartbreaker? Black Dagger Brotherhood gets for the, Black for your Sheep Morgan. For your bravery. Okay. Who, el who else should Wait, we miss? A Black Dagger Brotherhood got Black Sheep Bargain. All right. I, I think like it. that's it so far. Right? Okay. Now, now it's you know. Sarah there are things. Now you know. Okay. Wait, we have another question. I do. Sorry. Okay. I have my note cards up here. I promise them. You guys, I want to just encourage you to understand that this is very realistic, this experience. <laughs> We sound only, and when you hear the recording, it might, a lot of this might not be in it. <laughs> and then you'll be like, oh, we see. We see what a mess they are until Eric gets a hold of it. Well, do we want the last three people in the back row to tell their yes, first favorite romance story? Yes. And then we have a new question. Yeah. Okay, so the politically correct one. No, no, tell us the real one, girl. No, no, we don't want to hear so, that. Okay, so probably um, Fires of Winter by Joanna Lindsay, for sure. And then also perhaps Flowers in the Attic, but um, mostly, mostly Palomino by Daniel Steele. Have you ever tried to explain Flowers in the Attic to someone else? It is, yeah, listen. Okay. Yeah. So really mine was. involved my. I came to romance late, and it involved a little bit of theft, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> but <laughs> so I worked in a newsroom, in a television newsroom, and I worked Sunday nights. And um, you know, they're qu it's quiet Sunday night, especially if there's football, you get delayed. So the morning producer got a stack of romance books, and so he's supposed to look at it and decide if he wants to book a guest. 
So I saw this book, and I had never really read romance, and it was Mr. Cavendish, I presume, by Julia Quinn. And I thought, so I started reading it just to pass the time. And then, of course, when it was time to go home, I took it with me. <laughs> and it's not my favorite Julia Quinn, but of course, I went ahead and read every Julia Quinn book ever written, and I love them all. And so that was my introduction to it. So first, I would like to apologize to Adriana because uh, we have been on panels, uh, on the same panel that had, has had this very same question, like, I think three times this year. And she has heard this story, like, four times. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> like, my life is incredibly enriched that you are in it now, but, like, I'm so sorry that you had to. <laughs> to everyone else. Um, so I, uh, I don't know what the title of the book was, but I was very young, like 12, 13, I have no idea. And I was obsessed with friends at the time, and especially with Ross and Rachel, like truly a deep obsession. And uh, my sister was, not anymore, by the way, I do not like Ross and Rachel anymore. <laughs> it's like, I now wish that they had never been together. But that's growth, growth. Uh, but at the time, um, my sister was like reading something that might have been like Mills and Boone or um, uh, Harlequin Desire or Silhouette Desire. I don't know. You know, you know the kind of category romance I'm talking about. And uh, uh, there was one, and I was like literally on the toilet, and it was there. <laughs> and I pick it up, and uh, the the back copy says that the main characters are Ross and Rachel. And I'm like, I gotta read this. <laughs> so I read this book about Ross and Rachel who looked nothing and felt nothing like Ross and Rachel. It was already an old book at the time. And um, they had sex super early. That's really the only thing that I remember. And it was amazing. I was like, this is the most sexy thing. They, they probably, it was probably a four line sex scene. I was like, this is the sexiest thing that I've ever read <laughs> in my entire life. And uh, yeah, sorry, Adriana. She makes the caveat that she no longer is a supporter of Ross and Rachel every time she tells us. To, like, just for the record, that no longer is the case. I just really find him annoying now. I like him. <laughs> Which is weird because I usually like the nerdy guys of the group, but I don't know, he's kind of an eye. What was your first romance, Sarah? Have we ever done this? Have we ever done this? You're our listeners. Have we told you We've our first romance? Look, they know. Fine. I mean, now. my first romance was uh, Jude Devereaux's The Black Lion. Yeah, and he right. could... He could span her waist with his hands, which then sounded hot, but now seems... <laughs> Not, not hot. Not, not a. It's, a, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but also, like, oh boy, he's like, it's real age gappy. It installed a lot of buttons. Daddy. Oh daddy. boy. The daddy button. <clears throat> I didn't say daddy, but looking back, we primordial daddy. I mean, yeah. Uh, mine was a category romance too. I found a bag of remainder books in my grandma's basement, and. The thing that's, okay, so remaindered means they like strip the covers off. Yeah, that's right. Whoa. Uh, 
go ahead and say no, this. There were two. There were two very funny things. And they, you should, if you are willing to identify yourselves, you win books. Yo, you win all the books. Oh. There we go. Okay. Yes. Okay, come on up. One was, you can span. Oh, no, you're going to say, wait, I'll say the other one. Say the other one. One was, I'll show you my daddy button. And then the so other well was, done. She, he can wrap his hands around her waist, but she cannot wrap her hand around his. You can say his it. His cock. Fine. His cock. Linda, you're a hero. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Come up and get it. What do you have? Come Tell up everybody and get what, you, what they've won. Yeah. Shipwrecked. Shipwrecked by Olivia Dade. Thank you, Avon Books. And Alicia Rye's Partners in Crime. say anything on the podcast in the basement but in front of all of you I was like I can't say can't say cock all right now what she's an eight sure she's an eight but she doesn't believe in love a 20 baby a 20 at least I mean that's all my heroines Kate, you want to add something? She's an ape but doesn't believe in love. You look, where are the mics? I don't know how to open that. It's very hard to open. Somebody, oh, there you go. There. Yes, wait, you all have water by your chairs, and they are free, and you can have them. Okay, do one more, and then maybe we'll do the flip-flop. Oh, that's a funny one. Come on. Is it? You don't think I thought it was funny. She's a 10, but she's not like other girls. They liked it. (laughs) Okay, see, I told you I was right. Well, I mean, but we liked it. Oh, he's a 10, but he's never felt a feeling. Uh, He is Jack Reacher. 10 million. 10 million, and his name is Dane. Yeah, he's Dane. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just one murder dress and he's going to start feeling things. Like a murder mantilla. Yes. Or a Jessica Trent style. A full yeah. Jessica Trent. You can activate him by shooting me him in the arm. Yes. <laughs> you can activate him. By shooting him in the arm. Uh, that is an homage to later. Jack Reacher will still fuck you in the shower, Jen. It's true. Um, it's true. Can I tell you a Jack Reacher story? Because I have been reading Jack Reacher again. My friend Ernie. Wait, Jack- look at these people over here. Oh. Hello, everyone. My friend Ernie, who is my Jack Reacher buddy, had been out of town, out of the country for a year, but now he's back and has access to a, a library again. I was like, you can't download books. It was very mysterious to me. But anyway, we are reading one this week where Jack Reacher like gets with a girl for a long time. And he was really excited about it. He's like, do you think she's going to get with this girl? Because Ernie is, is Chinese-American, and the woman in the book was, and he had a, a theory he was a little afraid Reacher was racist. And I was like, I think Jack Reacher is an equal opportunity man whore. Yeah. So, yes. anyway. Agreed. All right, we're going to play some musical chairs. Front row to the back, back row to the front. Let's cheer. You go. I got it. 
All right, well, we've moved Kate Claiborne to the back, so it's time to get dirty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have a question that we thought would be really fun to have everybody answer, especially in the front row, which is a word you hear a lot these days to describe the characters in a book is horny. We want the books to be horny. We want the characters to be horny. So what does that mean to you when you think about sitting down to write a book or when a, a reader says, make it more horny? Like for me, like my books? In my general, books pretty we're horny. just trying to understand the lingo the kids okay. use on the TikTok now. So, you could also address spicy listen. for non-spicy books if you want, which okay, is this, confusing. I made a Donahue joke earlier. Oh, it yeah. really did not land. <laughs> I even walked away. I was like... <laughs> Okay. We were, um, earlier today, uh, a book talker was doing this thing where she's like, what's like the dirtiest thing that one of your heroes has done? Yes. And Allie, Are you going to call out Allie? Allie, you're next. Um, <laughs> Allie is and next. And I first said like, kind of like a PC one. Yeah. And then talking about my book that's coming up in October, it's called On the Hustle. And then I revised and I said, what's the, what's the dirtiest thing he's done? Come on your boobs and then make you dinner. Yeah. Sure. Agreed. Come on your boobs and make you dinner. Sounds like a 10. Yes, a 10. All right, Allie is really next. Diana, you can go after Allie if you want to. She's oh. going to be a tough act to follow. Allie but. Hazelwood, what is the horniest thing a man and can do? Yeah, what's the horniest thing, Allie? <laughs> oh, you, you are. If she can't say it, even though she wrote it, we can put it in the chat. <laughs> the audience knows the answers. Yeah, okay. To follow that. Pretend me. This is this is Allie. <laughs> Eat his own cum out of your. <laughs> Not for Kate. <laughs> That's why we put you in the back for this part, Kate. For a second, like I thought we were in a church, and I'm like, lightning's gonna strike me. <laughs> Is this what we mean by horny? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Allie has, Allie's going to defend herself now. (laughs) Oh, Jen, Allie's never going to come back. If you can write it, we can talk about it. No, but Allie, I just want you to say I don't. And that is, it's so weird, like, and I think maybe for me it's because I come from, like, fan fiction. Yeah. But, like, for so long, horniness was just a written thing for me. <laughs> and I, I didn't talk about it. Like, it was, I need to know. Oh, Ellie, it said her, her grandma read it, what Ellie. Listen, here's what I'm going to no. say. You guys, this scene is fucking fire. If you have not read The Love Hypothesis, run, do not walk. It's like chapter, what, 13. Just read that first and then go back to the beginning. 16. <laughs> here's what I'm going to say. Someone's like, we're in a church. I believe we are in a history museum. And according to my friend Sarah, who oh God, writes historical romance, <laughs> people in the old days did dirty stuff too. People in the old days did the dirtiest stuff, you guys. They did not have running water, and they still did all the stuff. Yeah. They couldn't even shower after. Yes. No, but in all honesty, what is what is a horny thing that people do in romance novels now? 
What's a whole, like, what does that mean? Why do we, what do we say? When well, we, what are we talking in, about? In historical romance, it means, you know, blood rushed to his groin and her, her, you know, her, her nipples popped and, you know, <laughs> and they, uh, you know, um, you know, she's, you know, wet between her thighs. It's more, uh, it's a little more, it's not as direct, at least the way I write it. I love you, anal. Someone turn off the comments. You should actually move the mouse. But you know what, though, I wanted to defend myself. I do love the word turgy. Um... That, like, if you think about it, one of the horniest scenes in the history of movies is the hand flex in Pride and Prejudice. And literally, it's a hand that flexes. It's just... So, really, horny can be such a subtle thing. Like, it can really be just a feeling of... The sure. in uh, in uh, 1995, I 100%. So, oh my God, Naima's passing. Naima, Naima, you got this. Listen, I'm still okay. Wait, can I fine tune my question for you then? What's the difference between horny and sexy? How about that? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think they depending on the character, they both can be the same thing. You know, it just depends on how you write the scene. Because I'm reading a book now where the character is so raw and so wild and almost brutal in his sexuality that the way he has sex is horny, but it also for him is completely sexy. So while he's coming on her breasts and there's like come on her eyelashes, <laughs> I'm like, that is the hottest shit ever. <laughs> It did in that book. <laughs> and she's like, I'm like, I'm sure it's, I'm sure, listen, I'm not going to ask how you know that. I'm, not, I'm just, just going to take your word for it that it does. But I'm just, but I'm sure she had red eyes afterwards, but I'm just saying, and while I was reading it, it was totally high. It, it really was. For them, it was completely sexy and reading it. It, it was dirty as hell. It was horny as I don't know what, because at that time they weren't in love, but it was really hot and sad. Everyone is like, Naima, what book is this again? Oh, is it please? Beautiful Nightmare by Gianna Darling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Naima, I do want to just point out that somebody uh, somebody put in the chat, uh, David Bowie, Circa Your Mask, which is from Labyrinth, is like the horniest thing that's ever been on film. I know. Yes. So, yes. Agreed. Okay. Maybe we can downshift to something a little. I'm a that little like, from us. someone's going to come away here from and us. sweep us off the stage soon. <laughs> I had forgotten we were in a history museum. I feel like I've explained that away in a way that works. <laughs> okay. All right. Ready? Here's again the front row. Front row. Okay. <laughs> we are the best. Paris Jen Mazeltov, y'all. <laughs> it's true. I was like, okay. You, oh, this is a Do fun question. We can also have some people in the audience answer. You can invite one current and one old school romance writer to lunch. 
Who and why? This can be anybody. We don't have to go in any particular order. You can invite one current and one old school romance writer to lunch, defined by you. I mean, if old school's not like three years ago for you, it's okay. Um, who and why would you invite them? Any order back there. Anyone can answer. Kate, you want to go? Okay. Yes. I'm still recovering. Uh, I wanted to give you something new to focus on. I, Julie Garwood would be my yeah. old school pick, and I would just, I don't know, ask her to tell me stories about the Highlands or something. <laughs> um, and you know what? The the best thing about the last few years of my life is that uh, many of the people, many, many of the current people writing who I'd want to have lunch with, I've been able to have lunch with. Yeah. So, many of them here. So, <laughs> yeah. all right, Andy. Nora Roberts would be my old school pick because I've met her and we'd have champagne and cigarettes for lunch. <laughs> Um, and I'd probably invite Allie because I'd like to see the look on her face when Nora tells stories. <laughs> I wanted to taste her blood in my throat. Yes. Is the greatest moment of this podcast and my life. Yes. Yeah. If you haven't listened to the Nora Roberts episode, it is yeah. a fucking ride. And it is great. Uh, mine would be Johanna Lindsay. That's who I came up on. I've reread so many of those books, and I think she could she could have taught a masterclass in bonkers romance. So, and I think like you. I mean, any of you people sitting here for current? I've never met Charlotte Stein though. I would have. I would love to meet her for current. You know, just climb right into a phone booth with her and like whoever she's writing. I know. So everyone else, I've had the good fortune to me that I want to. You can, pass. you can pass if you want to. It's fine. Anyone else? So I would say... Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Um, old school. I mean, that's hard. Uh, but probably Susan Elizabeth Phillips because I just yeah. love her books so much. And she does the best grovel that I've, I've read. So I would love to meet her. And same. Like, I don't know. Any... All of us, can we just go to lunch like a yeah. lot? Yeah. Miss Bev and Miss Bev. That's a great answer. <laughs> yes. I, I think I'm different in that because I came to romance so late. I came up on, I didn't come up, I was already, I'm older than them, but on Sarah McLean and Sophie Jordan. So Did when you I just actually call us met them, I almost. School? <laughs> I invite you into our house. Red old school, so I came up on not came up because I'm older than them. On very very young on these on these young on these young women, um, you know Julia Quinn and Lisa Klapas and Sarah McLean and Sophie Jordan. I met Sophie um, and she doesn't remember, um, but I was fangirling. I met Sophie in. I met Sophie, who's younger than me, much younger than me. I met her in line at one of the romance writers' conferences, and we were in line at Starbucks, and she was wearing her um, her name tag, and I'm like, oh, such a, I was nobody, huh? Sophie, do you feel so bad? I was nobody. God, Diana's just out here dragging us. No, no, but she was so nice and very polite. But of course she doesn't remember. I was just a, I was fangirling her. So I don't have an, but, that is the, the joy 
um, of being a romance writer and being in this community is meeting these people. And they are everything you expect them to be and more. So. I would say like Kate, Julie Garwood, because she's one of my absolute favorites from all her historicals are just absolutely wonderful. Her heroines are some of the absolute best. And for present time, it would be Sarah, because I would just love to hear the two of them talk about romance. Well, Diane, let's have lunch. <laughs> We've had lunch, though. <laughs> we should arrive. Well, um, so she, I'm going to say one person, and she is both old school to me, because I think I was reading her when I was a teenager, and uh, she's still writing, but I am obsessed with Nalini Singh. Like, I truly... It's like, I feel like she has shaped my brain at some point. I just, I love everything that she writes. Um, her side Changeling series is just a huge obsession of mine. So I really just want to touch her, I think. I'd be like, <laughs> oh my God, you exist. Uh, you're amazing. Um, yeah, so I'm just, I, and, and she, I feel like she's been writing for a long time, even though she's, she's young, but uh, she was already writing, like, I think 20 years ago or something, so uh, let's, I think, I think she counts for both. Uh, I, a, I'm cheating, sorry. All right, we're going to do some more of these. Wait, we want to hear Wait oh yeah, 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 who yeah. would you invite to lunch? Yeah, we want a couple people. Okay, tell me. Uh, Joanna Lindsay from Covers Are Amazing. Yeah. Joanna Lindsay, good choice. Um, yeah. Olivia Dade. Olivia Dade. Well, we have a gift for you. Well done. <laughs> Nicely done. All right, take like two more. That fellow like, was planted. Uh, in the back, in, in the back, in the way back. Uh, also, she's great and also just like says whatever she thinks so that's that would be fun so Stephanie Lawrence and Nalini Singh and come and come get up a, and get a book come and oh, get a oh, book someone from my blind side oh, yes okay. good yes, okay thank in you. green <laughs> yes sir oh, oh she's so fun here, we don't have a Joanna book, but we do have a Lenora Bell book. Oh, there you go. She's okay. also fun. Yes. Okay. Yes, and here. Ruby Dixon, because I gotta know. So say we all. So say we all. You have somebody? The Virgin in the Room. Oh, Sophie Jordan will sign that for you later. All right. You get two for one Christina if you get Christina Lauren. That is two. It's a good point. Good point. All right, let's do some tens. I was like, good point. I like it. Okay. This one's for Adriana and everyone else. She's a ten, but she shot the hero. A twenty thousand million. Twenty thousand million. <laughs> Jessica Trent, the heroine that we all needed and continue to adore and. Also, there's a Miss Bev where she shoots the hero. It's not quite the sim oh, same yeah. circumstances. I still found it fulfilling. And, and it's extra fulfilling because it's like in the first yeah. page. She thinks of the book. he's a bad guy. What is the. It's Tempest? No, Tempest. Is it Tempest? Tempest? Yeah. So she thinks he's a bad guy and shoots him because she's on a wagon train, right? And 
you know what? He wasn't oh well. Adriana actually and I recapped Lord of Scoundrels on Drunk Romance History on my Instagram. And it's one of my favorite conversations ever, and it's like still there. So <laughs> nice. Does it, it isn't in one of Joanna Bourne's books. Doesn't the hero shoot the heroine? Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, we're gonna. Like, I'm sorry. That's spy. It's not the same one. We're gonna go down the row. Okay. All right, Diana, you've got one. Oh yeah, I'm done. He's a two, but he has a scar on his face from dueling. <laughs> He's a two or he's a ten? He's he well he thinks he's a two because he has a, ta- a scar well, on his face from dueling. He's a ten. He's yeah, of course. He's a, a, a scarred hero, probably for a woman's honor. Sorry, right? everybody, my husband's texting me. But she can <laughs> I thought I turned that off. <laughs> I sent him a picture of all of you. He was like, Daryl was like, hi everybody. Sorry. Now you know their real names. But the woman could take care of herself, so I don't know if that makes him a 10 or not. I, yes, that's Kylo Ren. I would agree with whoever said that, but... um, It was me. It was you. I was like, that's such a good reference. But I mean, why was he dueling? For a woman's honor, but like, did he, like, was the brother of the woman who was like defending her honor or... It's like we got we gotta yeah we need we need we need deeds. <laughs> oh, all right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Wait, does Hattie stab Beast? No, she pushes him out of the carriage. It's fine. It's very different. He rolls. He's like a superhero. It's fine. Um, okay, Allie. He's a 10, but he prefers high-fiving to kissing in public. <laughs> he is a negative five. Okay. <laughs> is it because of the high-fiving or the... It's, I mean, it feels kind of like maybe he's ashamed or something yeah. of her. Maybe he's just ashamed of himself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Does he have COVID? But, you know, yes. if he... Oh, that's a good one. This one made me laugh. A a listener wrote this in, and I I laughed reading it. Wait, who is it? Whose turn is it? Naima. Oh, Naima. Okay, ready? He's a 10, but his unmanageable stallion is named after a Greek god. (laughs) The way people know romance, right? Um, that makes him a two because I think he's overcompensating. <laughs> yeah, so Especially if the name of that that horse is like Zeus or something. I it's Zeus. <laughs> yeah. Kate. He's a ten, but he has a secret wife locked in the attic. <laughs> I know he's a zero, but in my heart, <laughs> in my heart, he's still a 10. That's fine. I, Rochester apologist. <laughs> a Rochester apologist. <laughs> Wait, who just said that? 
what I said that too. Yeah, see? Oh, yeah, come get a book. You get come a get a book. You get okay. Heartbreaker because we're obviously the same. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, um, Tracy. He's a six, but he gives really good grovel. Okay. If you changed grovel, he would be a ten. If you changed um, grovel. <laughs> yeah, if he gave something else. Well done. Here we go. Okay. Predict for predicting Tracy Livesey's dirty mind. Okay, Sophie, this is a good one for you. Very historical. He's in eight, but he's sworn to have no heirs to thwart his terrible father. The line ends with him. Uh, as long as he's willing to try anyway, it's okay. Yeah. Plenty of practice. He can admit he's wrong. It's yeah, fine. I think that was on Twitter. We've all read that. We all know that. So what, so what is he? I'm sorry. We need a number. Okay. We need a number. As long as it doesn't inhibit him, he's still a 10. Okay. okay. Oh, go ahead. Andy, he's a six, but he uses the phrase cock-slapping gnomes. <laughs> also, mean. wait. I'm just going to add... Also, he uh, ripped out his heart and mailed you, it to you in a box. Do I have to cut off my middle finger and mail it back? I mean, uh, no. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say he's a 15. Fairfax a 15. That's Lothair, IAD. <laughs> Are we Valkyries or are we not fucking Valkyries? Valkyries, <laughs> yes. We're all Absolutely. Okay, we have some more questions. Do we want to flip? Hi, everybody. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm just sit this way now. Um, do we want to do this for everybody? Yeah. Okay. What's something that excites you about romance right now? Whoever wants to go. No order. For the record, this whole crew has just like spent two days in a in a ballroom in a dungeon. So, out of that room. Mine is not really funny, but That's you know, okay. it's the open it's the openness now to to more diverse characters. I mean, ten years ago when I started writing, I could never have even imagined writing characters of Arab origin. It just nobody would have bought that. So. I think it's the openness to coming on people's tits. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tracy stole my answer. She just said Tracy stole my answer. Did you all hear that? Okay, sure. Anybody else? What excites you about romance right now? Um, I think people keep upping the ante. I think we can go any, almost anywhere and do almost anything. Um, I think, you know, the doors are wide open. Like, it's, I feel like it's in a really exciting growth phase. Yeah, I mean, minute doors and back doors. Uh, yeah, minute, minute door milking. Minute. 
monster romance. Anybody else? You can give a serious answer. I'm gonna say. Okay. I'm gonna say mine. Mine is gonna be a serious answer. Sorry. Um, but I'm gonna say that mine is is actually like sort of stuff like this that's going on behind us, um, or like that sort of stuff that's going on in this room. Like I think it's really funny um, and fun in the genre right now how much people talk openly about what they love to read. in the community and I think that's really great and I, I love that readers are out here trolling authors. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, I, I think it's I think the community is really fun in how they talk about books and how they recommend books to one another and that excites me. Oh listen I have to say something. Okay. That was so smart. <laughs> and also while you were talking somebody wrote sex pollen in the thing, which made me think of this new book by C.M. Nacosta, who wrote that Minotaur book. I'm sorry, I have to, have we talked about this book? Oh my God, we have to talk about this book. Has anybody read this book? No. The Hero is a Moth? You guys. All right, all right, listen. I'm gonna tell you about it. Here it is, interstitial, pause, while Sarah tells you about this book. Wait, a moth. A moth man. Who's so from like, here? He's from, according to Cressley Cole and Lothair, Mothman is real and from Virginia. Mothman is in West Virginia. So that's science. Okay. Is the heroin a lamp? What? <laughs> what? Is it, is it heroin a lamp? <laughs> is the heroin a lamp? <laughs> Okay, so it begins. I'm gonna set the scene for you. The heroine is human, and I forgot what she does because it's escaped me. Thank you. See, is this is now we're getting the full experience. This is what it's like. You're in your car, and I'm on the radio. This is awesome. So, okay, he she works at a berry farm. Thank you, for romance reasons. So, okay. He, she goes home one night and she's, you know, it's hot and I, I don't know, she's like, it's horny. Thank you. Yes, this is a horny story. Yes. Okay, so see, you should just be on the podcast. Do we drive you insane when we like talk about you just, we do, do we do this every week? Because I love it. I love it. Okay, <laughs> this is this is NFK TM. Okay, she's home. She's in her bed. It's dark. It's she's got maybe a light. She's got a light on inside. It's dark outside. She's horny. So you know stuff. And then suddenly she hears chittering. <laughs> I swear to you, that is the word. I know because it is burned. This, this woman brain. who just walked out waving her. required to be here but now we know that sometimes you just turn it off so that's useful this is really just one big focus group um so he's outside the window and she hears yes that's how it's spelled <laughs> he's a 10 but he 
eat shitters. Wait, it gets better. And by better, I mean weirder. He does not. Listen, yes, okay, so here's the thing. He is outside the window, and the window is open, and I'm going to just skip ahead. I'm not going to get it right. Because then there's like, so she's like, I think there's someone out there, but she's into it, right? She's into it, so it's fine. So she just, you know, does the business and moves on, bless. So then the next night she does it again, and the window's open, and a very long tongue... And I mean very long tongue comes in through the window and helps this lady out. And this is romance in 2022. Listen, all of you are going to go home and download this book, which is available in KU. And we are not sponsored by this. Okay, I have a very important question. On what the word all means? <laughs> I have a very important question. Do they end up together? Yeah. It's a romance, Allie. Yeah. Allie, I know that you are kind of new here, but they end up together if it's a romance. <laughs> Allie, his tongue rolls out like a Fruit Loop. support all of you and our monster romance world that we're living in right now. I do. Sarah also vibrates with excitement. Yeah, and he, I'm going to look over here and tell you guys, he like, he also is like kind of, he's fluffy like a moth. Because he's a moth. Okay, what's the title? I don't know, but like I read the whole thing. <laughs> I I'm gonna go get my phone and download it what right now. What is the title? What? What is the title? Sweet berries. Yeah, by the, by C M Nascosta. Yeah, can we just give this woman all the books? She's like. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. She's the one who wrote the Minotaur Milking book, yes. which we've talked about. <laughs> Tracy and Kate are just done. Yeah. Okay. Naima, how are you feeling? A thumbs up, thumbs up, or thumbs down right now, everybody. Okay. See, mixed crew, mixed crew. I like it. Down. I'm, I'm the person. I'm the person for 2021. Wait, Naima, go ahead. I'm, I'm the person for 2020, 2021, and 2022 who has been binging on an orc romance whose their cum tastes like honey. And I, and I'm not going for this. I'm not. I'm totally against it. I, I can't. There's orc romance. I want you to dwell on that. mad at myself for correcting you. That's fine. Sorry. Fine. Peppermint jizz, that was in Adriana's book, right? Guilty. You're all like, I'm judging you, and then you're like, peppermint. Okay. He's a moth. 
It's horny but not sexy is my understanding of this. <laughs> it's really very sweet. I'm horny at school. You guys, I'm very, I know, Jen, this is what you are missing all the time when Sarah and I Zoom is sometimes me just being like, what? And then being, okay, sure, I like it. I like it. Okay. Um, we, no, that was so fun, though. That was fun. That was fun. We're here. Yes. We're having a good time. <clears throat> I'm having a good time, but I would also like to change the topic very quickly. No, no, it's fine. That was an unplanned interstitial topic. Well, is it an interstitial topic if there's only one book? Is there another moth book? Probably. You know what? I've just brought the gods down upon my head. Fine. Okay. All right. Fine. It's all good. Okay. Um, does anyone else want to talk about anything else they're excited about in romance? What about from the audience? The community. The community. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. The f- you know what you're going to get for that nice answer? The feminist event. Look, we have one copy of Kate's book. What? I know. Amazing. Georgie all along. It's amazing. Um, okay, so we have, do we want to switch them back now? Do we? I don't know. I feel, yeah, I feel like we want to switch again. Just you drunk on power. I am, I'm drunk on power. Switch again. If I could make all of you switch, I would too. Can I just say that I thought Naima and I were going to be the catalyst for the most chaotic moment on this podcast? (laughs) No. Thank you, everybody. I know that's a pain, but appreciate it. Okay. 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 Do you want to do one of those? Am I doing one of these? Yeah, you do that. Okay. This is a fun question. Is your favorite trope to read also your favorite trope to write? See? Okay. That's popular. I know. I like it. That's a good question. Everyone should answer that one. I think people will want to hear that. Absolutely, yes. A second chance romance is always for me. Andy, say more. Why do you love Second Chance so much? Why do I love Second Chance romance so much? I don't know. I think it's just because you don't have to go out and meet someone new. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to date. You want some Rex? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So from me, dusk until dawn. Thank you. Next. <laughs> um, Yes, I'm lazy. And also, I've been dating for 22 years. I'm tired. (laughs) I'm tired. One of my ex-boyfriends has to get his shit together and come back. Um, And like, I think like one of my, the ones I imprinted on, and there's some some TWs you want to check Goodreads was Laid Bare by Lauren Dane. (laughs) Just kidding. It's it's an MMF um, about a lady rock star, a former cop. He's a former cop. um, And his best friend. It's all the buttons. And also, yeah. Laid bare. That was laid bare by Lauren Dane. Laid bare by Lauren Dane. Um, there's there's some fun kinky stuff. Um, it, it's some good stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, gosh, there's so many. I love Enemies to Lovers, and it's my favorite to read and sometimes to write because it's probably the hardest thing to write, I find, because people get mad at them. And, you know, um, and my other one, which I feel is definitely a reflection of me, is Older Woman, Younger Man. I mean, because obviously, you know? Um, and yeah, I just, I've been reading a long time and I've been writing a long time and I've written young heroines and I still probably will, but you know what? I want to know about romance and sex and life after 35. Thank you. I, it's out there and it exists. And I, I'm probably of mine. It's a historical. She's in her late 30s, the scandal of it all. And he's a younger man, obviously. And uh, and I, but I can't do like every book the same. But I, you know, maybe I should. Maybe that's my new brand. Like always. Yeah. I don't know. So. Okay. Only some of y'all clapped when she said she wanted to see sex over 35. So what are the rest of you saying? I'll just dry up, you guys, you know? Still, we still do it, clearly. Um, my favorite to read and write is Marriage of Convenience and Fake Relationships. I just want to put the people together and make them like each other and fuck. <laughs> yes. This is amazing. Um, I really love to read Marriage in Trouble. Um, some of my favorite uh, books are Marriage in Trouble. Sherry, Sherry Thomas. Uh, Tracy's laughing because she thinks my marriage is going to be in trouble after this event. <laughs> I have not uh, ever written a marriage in trouble, but I would like to. I don't think your marriage is in trouble. I think your friendships are in trouble. <laughs> right? Like, it's going to be like, wait, which one was that? <laughs> right? I'm like, we're yeah. really fun. It's fine. <laughs> Everybody here is great. <laughs> um, I love to read and I love to write uh, forbidden romance. I love mm. the angst, the longing the holding out, but then when they give in, the guilt, and then they give in again, and it's so passionate and hot, and then when the shit hits the fan, and then it all falls out, so I just love that. My favorite trope to read is Omegaverse, and my favorite trope to write is also Omegaverse, which the fact that I I haven't been able to, but I'm working on my editor. So watch this space for future news. That's my editor. If you can, please peer pressure her into letting me write Omegaverse. That would be fantastic. Thank you. Allie, do you include Embrag in your Omegaverse? Well, um, I, I have... <laughs> Our editor just said TBD. <laughs> I have uh, I have only written MF Omegaverse, so I haven't had the opportunity, sadly. But sadly. but I am 
open to us babies uh, as uh, they call them in fan fiction yeah. and uh, yeah no I, I I have no limits like I embrace the entirety of Omega Man. I'm going to refer you to the stucky area of AO3 yeah oh yeah and, well, yeah no I, I read a lot of Mprag oh like we with reckless abandon I have no absolutely no but like I, I haven't written it myself so Allie are there do you mostly read Omegaverse on AO3 or are there books you can recommend I have read books okay. um, wait we need her on an interstitial uh, uh, that's gonna happen for sure so I don't know if you guys remember there was like a big uh, Omegaverse thing where like uh, these I think, I think Oh, well, look, Allie. Allie Hazelwood is going to... Kate, not for Kate. I actually... (laughs) Kate, I, in in fact, I think you should maybe take a little rest. Actually, funny, funny anecdote. I... Yeah. Okay, Kate and I were on the same panel when uh, there was the the release, uh, the launch, launch event of Something something Wilder by Christina Lauren, which is an amazing book and I highly recommend it to everyone. It's like, so fun. But And I remember giving the same answer, like, what, what's your favorite trope? And I said ABO, which is the same thing as the Megaverse. And I remember you making the same face and being like, I have no idea what that is. And we were like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Allie, would you just be a professor for us for one moment? Because um, I know you're really good at being a professor and writing them. Um, and would you explain to the class what Omegaverse is? I literally, like, I have a physical block where I cannot. <laughs> like, it's basically these alternate universe, these, it's basically faded mates, but hornier and with more bodily fluids. There's a heat. <laughs> how I would explain it. Like it's that that is also That's gonna be our new tagline. Perfect. <laughs> Faded mates, more in your but with more body fluids. There's the heat. Wait, wait, wait. Adriana is gonna explain it for us. Yeah, Adrian. It's like sh- has anyone here read the Black Dagger Brotherhood? Yes, yes. Okay, so there's a there's a meeting and then there needs to be a nodding. And that's there's faded mate situation, and there's an alpha, and there's a beta, and then there's a lot of sex in a room, and they can't like they get really upset if anybody touches her, like. But doesn't like doesn't the um, penis just stay inside? That's, yes, that's the nodding. That's, that's the nodding. That's, the nodding. Okay. that's yeah. the nodding. You're welcome. Someone else explained it to me. I blocked it. Right. Not for Kate. <laughs> Not for Kate. No, don't ask. You don't probably even want to ask clarifying questions. I was like, I thought Okay, so Diana and Adriana, your favorite trope is your favorite trope to write. Your favorite trope to read. No, did I say it the wrong way? I'm I'm flustered, everyone. Well, this is like analysis because it just occurred to me that I do write what I like to read. So it's primarily. (laughs) The MCU is not horny. Nice try. Sorry, we're gonna. Diana is being serious. Okay. 
Not really. I don't have to be serious. But I still don't understand what Omega is. But. There's a New York Times article we'll send you. Okay. It's fine. Or, Explain it to me Mashable. Later. Over drinks. Um, There's a Mashable explainer so as well. You know, I'll put it in show notes. Marriage of, I'm a historical writer, so it's marriage of convenience. It's forbidden love. And basically, almost all my books are basically that. And, you know, that forced proximity, which I love. Go ahead, go ahead. Insta love, faded mates, person meets the other person, and they are knocked over the heads like their entire, like their lights go out. Blackout, and then their entire existence is about getting this person, which is why I have been on this particular podcast five times. Okay, so we are going to transition to some questions from the audience. And if Eric is around and could advance the slide, I know, Eric. Yeah, true. Okay, so this is a new slide. It's a question slide. I know. Okay, so, but you can also come up to the mic. So some of you might be shy and don't want to do it. And some of you might want to come up to the mic and do it, right? Does that make sense? Okay. Is this podcast edging? I know. These are good questions. So um, let's... That's a serious one for writer. Yeah. What trope do you love that you find hard to write? Who, whose question is that? Come get a book and then these, these, all, these people will answer it. Okay. Secret baby because no one will let me. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll have Allie's editor work on my editor. How about that? Well, I feel I said that enemies to lovers is like really hard to write. And this is just based on the fact that every revision, the worst revision letters I've ever gotten in my entire life were when I wrote on enemies to lovers. So they just keep going and I keep scrolling and I'm like, forget this. I'm not writing one of these again. I'm just going to keep reading them. But then I end up writing a book on accident. And at the end, everyone's like, oh, it was enemies to lovers. And that's probably the best way is when you write it accidentally, I think. Um, so how about this? Let's do let's do another another question unless somebody has an answer that they really are excited about. Have you ever written a sex scene that your editor made you revise or remove? And Diana is ready. And so is Kate. That is for Kate. And Allie, so, look at this. The best. Thank you. <laughs> so, so I like I as you know I came to romance late. So I didn't know the rules. I didn't study it. I just sort of started writing it after reading it. So the best edit note I ever got is my hero got in bed with another woman, and he actually penetrated her. At what point in the book did this? I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Derek Craven. So, this is the endless Derek yes, Craven question. Yes. So he then totally my, my editor, my yeah, he didn't enjoy it. He didn't come. So my editor at the time sent me my favorite edit note ever, and she said a number one rule in romance is the hero never puts his penis in anybody except the heroine. So I had to revise. Is that Carrie? No. And that's what makes him fictional. Yes. Al- Allie. 
I mostly raise my hand to upset my editor. I, I don't really have much to say. Um, so yeah, just, just yeah. Omega verse. Can I go on this one real quick? Yeah. Uh, I wrote a scene where uh, this was actually in Along Came Love, where the heroine wakes the hero up with a um, blowjob, and my editor said I had to take it out because he didn't give her consent. Oh. My husband <laughs> never has a problem with that. Sorry, sweetie. Um, well, some of you in, in the room might know the book Luck of the Draw, um, which is my second book. And um, so that was only my second book. And there's a scene sort of toward the end of that book, a very long sex scene. Um, but the first time that Zoe and Aiden sleep together, I initially wrote it as a, as a fade to black because I had written the, the later sex scene first. And it was like very long. And I thought, well, like, I can't have two of these. And I was like, <laughs> My editor at the time, the wonderful Essie Soga, she left this editorial note that said, people are going to kill you. <laughs> I actually write this. And so I actually wrote the scene. I, for my historical eras, um, I, I mean, I like to write high heat. And my editor usually rolls with it. But I, at the end of the book, there were like literally three scenes like sex back to back and she's like they're gonna have to go out for a meal or something <laughs> go out for a meal because I don't think we could do this so there's I, no DoorDash in the Victorian era I had to it's go, real rough he had to hang out with his brother for a little bit but yeah okay I like this one what are the unspoken rules that romance can't break that you want to break the unfaithful hero. <laughs> unfaithful hero. Yeah, it's boring if the hero's a rake, but you can't show him in bed with anybody, or he has, or you know, he's on the first page telling his mistress, "I'm letting you go." Yeah. You know, it's to me that's that's the one. All of them. <laughs> like you tell me a rule, I'm like, how can I bend it? <laughs> how can I make like I got a priest here? Not the happily ever after, Andy. No, 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 never, never, never. For me, that the mistress can also have a happy ending. Like the mistress can also be the heroine. So that the heroine in historicals has to be in her 20s. That's tiresome. That there has to be a baby in the epilogue, I think. That trade publishing can't do Omegaverse. <laughs> that Allie Hazelwood can't write Omegaverse. <laughs> All right, um, let's do, uh, how about that one? Has anybody here written a virgin hero? And if you haven't, will you please write one? I wrote one, it's a novella, it's called Full Contact, and it is about a hockey player who is also a, a virgin. Oh. 
I wrote one, but my editor made me make him not a virgin. Oh. Yeah. No names. Yeah. <laughs> this was early on, and the hero and the heroine had been, um, th their marriage has been arranged after their fathers lost a bet. So they didn't know each other. They get married when she's like 13 and don't see each other for 10 years. And so I, I made him a virgin, and I, they made me take that out. He had to at least have had sex before he married her. Okay. Anyone else have that one? Okay. I'm going to call on Naima for this one because it's, it's, it's fine. Um, what is one book? I actually would love everyone to answer this one. What is one book you recommend for people new to romance? That's a great question. Whose question is that? Come get, come get a book. Okay. We're going to start with Naima in the back, and then we'll, I would love everyone to answer this, because I think this is a really fun question. Um, actually, it's one that I've recently read, and I just she's just one of, she's an author that I would recommend to everybody, Shirley Gray, and she writes paranormal, she writes contemporary, and she's just fantastic. And her new paranormal romance series is about witches. And it's the first one is A Curse in Darkness, and she has everything in there. It's like, she has hellhounds. I'm like, you have hellhounds, and he ripped a hellhound's head off for his woman. And they haven't even had sex yet. That's the kind of man that you want in your life, right? So, but she does emotion wonderful. She does world building wonderful, storytelling, the perfect hero because take note of ripping aforementioned <laughs> Hellhound's head off, and the strong heroine, and she can tell just a hell of a story. So I would just, I recommend her. That The book is fantastic. Yeah. Is it, say the Shirley Gray, is that right? Yes, yeah, Shirley Gray. Okay. Cheryl? Cheryl. Shirley. Okay. Mm -hmm. Shirley. Okay. S-H-E-R-I-L-E-E. -E. Okay. Thank you. You know romance readers, like, I got to take this down. <laughs> and I want to support you. I want us to know. Show notes. Live in action. Okay. <laughs> Allie, what is uh, a book you would recommend for people new to romance? Um, I feel like I always recommend Sherry Thomas. Uh, like, literally to all my friends who are like, uh, oh, I don't know. I'm not. What should I start with? Uh, maybe it's just because she's my favorite. But... Um, I don't even know. Like my favorite is not quite a husband by her, but it's it has the the unfaithful hero thing that is can be a little bit much. So maybe uh, the luckiest lady in London. Maybe that's what I would recommend. It's just I don't know. She's just I don't know. She's amazing. It's just fantastic. So yeah, I would I would say. Um, Sherry Thomas's books, but she's not really writing romance anymore. She, she does the, the, the Charlotte. She's doing the Charlotte Holmes. Yeah, yeah. she has. I love story, but yeah. yeah. No, her romances are just yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's very hard for me just to say one. Um, okay, contemporary. I do recommend *Luck of the Draw* by Kate Claiborne a lot. I think it's perfect. And um, probably marrying Winterborne from Lisa Claypass because I challenge anyone not to become a romance addict after yeah. that book. Well, this is going to sound hey. like from the back. <laughs> Linda, <laughs> it's season five's first read along. 
I broke the, you guys, have you seen the world? <laughs> well, this is gonna sound like I'm sucking up to the teacher, but for historical, I always recommend Nine Rules to Break. Thank you. I can't tell you how many copies that I have loaned out and never had returns. <laughs> And um, for contemporary, I usually recommend Love Lettering by the lovely Kate Clifford. Hi, everyone. Uh, I also have loaned out, I don't know how many, nine rolls. Um, I'd recommend, and I always, don't you always kind of find out if they read and they haven't been reading romance, what it is, and that like gauges so much, like whether it's a contemporary, but um, a lot of Joanna Shoup I've recommended. Um, if they're into like some really out there stuff, I'm like, have you heard of Ruby Dixon? And, um, have you heard of, uh, I have recommended if they seemed willing to go with the bonkers, um, uh, hold by Claire Kent. I, I could do like so like dissertations on that. I've read it so many times and I might go back and reread it tonight because I just talked about it. You know? uh, I recommend and I have recently um, and not just because she's a good friend but because I think she just delivers a great story that I think anyone who loves romance will read would be The Worst Best Man by Mia Sosa. I'm gonna say like Sophie, it really does depend on the person who's yeah, asking yeah. me, but I will say I've had a lot of success just going right in there and recommending Lord of Scoundrels. Yeah. <laughs> right, or bet me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah or bet me too. But Lord of Scoundrels is a very funny book in yeah. some places. Um, and I think there's like a certain type of person that I know will appreciate that, that sort of humor. Um, and it tends to win them over. We're going to answer too. And then maybe a couple people from the audience can win a book and answer. Okay, what would you say to a new romance reader? I have done this, obviously, a lot of times. I always, like, I think Alexis Hall's For Real is, like, one of, you all know that I think it's one of the best, like, romances ever. So I often recommend that. I have recommended Lord of Scoundrels many, many times. Um, I recommend Joanna's uh, Prince of Broadway a lot. Um, yeah. Um, oh, and... Nobody's baby but mine. Oh, oh. there you go. Test of whether somebody's willing, ready, <laughs> and able. Um, I'm going to tell you a true story today. So I was tasked to go see Naima and kind of tell her that like we're like, we exist. We can't wait to see you. And uh, she had paper copies of um, the middle one. What's it called? Scoring off the field. Yes. Perfect. And I bought two copies, one for me and one for Sarah, because I was like, I love this book so much, and I think it is a perfect romance. And I would give it to anyone and be like, you will love this story. It's so good. It's so good. I have to say, I'm, I also, like, deliberately didn't recommend anybody on the panel. But, like, I know. Yeah, I was going to say I have recommended books by all of you. In fact, should we just do that? <laughs> I mean, what? No, Kate says no. <laughs> Not for Kate, but for all the rest of you. 
Not the girl you marry for Andy. We have probably different Sophie Jordan ones. Okay, you say yours. Oh my God, I love my Sophie Jordan one is, uh, well, let me think. For a first timer, my Sophie Jordan one is Sins of a Wicked Duke. Because there's a bathtub scene that's. <laughs> my Sophie Jordan book is from the Devil's Rock series. And I would go ahead and say either the first one or the one where like the president's daughter is kind of kidnapped by the hero. Hell breaks, hell breaks loose. Hell breaks loose. I'm sorry, I don't remember titles. <gasps> Yeah. Okay. For Tracy, like lovers too. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but American royalty is a plus. And For Kate, I've had the pleasure of reading Georgie, so it's pretty great. They can't buy it right now. You can pre-order it. I would say luck of the draw. Yes. Oh yeah, it's oh, it's so good. But look, um, love at last is like. First. I'm sorry, love at first is like. I'm sorry. Who wrote that? Also love it. I'm sorry. I don't know. We don't know titles. That's our whole thing. <laughs> For Adriana. Okay. I feel like the right answer is Eris, which is great, but I feel like my real answer is the Santa. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Where the, it's the two ladies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, no, in vagina. Who wouldn't want to read that? Eris is like a perfect historical, though. Like, perfect. Diana, it's the sex swing book. Yes. Which is. Do Kuravish Me. That's not, it's the first one in this series for me. Oh, that's a great one. The one we did, the one we did the podcast on. Which Her I, Night with the Duke. Yes. Yes. Her Night, oh. No, wait, the second one then. Whatever one we did the podcast on. That was Her Night with the Duke. Yeah. Yeah, that was Her Night with the Duke then, yeah. And I didn't. I think Diana knows which we deep dived. Allie Hazelwood, The Love Hypothesis, is fabulous, and not just because of what happens with the hero. But Allie has, is going to have a contender out coming in, what, a month? Yeah. yeah. So. Love on the Brain, which I would really like to read. I'm just saying I have same, a whole podcast. <laughs> Allie's editor is like, no Omegaverse, and Sarah can't have your books. <laughs> I've already embarrassed Naima with uh, talking about scoring off the field, but Sin and Ink would be right there, right there. Well, that's Brother's Widow, right? Which is like, I mean, very sad, but also, yes. Can I answer this question? Oh, yeah, oh. Blame, the on the billionaire. Yeah, blame it on the billionaire. Blame it on the billionaire. Perfect category romance. Yeah, it is. We did. Here, this is a great question. I'm going to answer it and then I'm going to tell you what's going to happen next. It says, What do we do with books from the 80s and 90s that infantilize heroines? You know what we do? We read them. And I'm going to tell you why. These books are our past. And Friends is like the most homophobic thing I've ever watched. And kids still watch it and they still love it and it's still part of like TV history. No one's like, throw that show out. 
And I think that these books have a, you know, if you go in saying, I know I'm going to read this book and it's going to be problematic, I think it is okay for you to, like, know our history. And no other genre is like, let's just get rid of Stephen King because those kids were fucking each other or whatever happened. Right? Nobody says that to Stephen King. Everyone's like, let's make a movie out of it. It should be two parts. So what I would say to you is, I understand that these books are problematic. Nobody has to read them if they don't want to, but don't let them throw away who we are and don't let them throw away our history. Screensaver. Uh, okay. Um, but here's the truth. We are, I'm Jen. I'm, no. I'm not Jen. Wow. I'm not Jen. We are Faded Mates. I am Sarah. I'm here with my friend Jen. You can find us online at FadedMates.net. You can find us on Twitter at Faded Mates. On Instagram at Faded Mates Pod. Do you hear this? We are produced by Eric Mortensen, who is in the corner, who puts up with this every week. We are so very proud to have our friends and beloved authors and favorite authors with us tonight. Andy J. Christopher, Sophie Jordan, Tracy Livesey, Kate Claiborne, Naima Simone, Allie Hazywood, Diana Quincy, and Adriana Herrera. When we say we are nothing without all of you, we mean we are nothing without all of you who put up with us every Wednesday and talk back to us in the car. And we love you. I especially want to thank all the people in my blind. You're the best. Crew over here, you're my favorites. Thank you all so much. We hope you're reading something great with this week. <laughs> <laughs>